ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. Welcome back to the Lux Unplugged podcast. And thanks for listening to this third installment of the Supply Chain Untangled series. This series is kindly supported by the Cluster for Logistics in Luxembourg. In this conversation, I get together with Stavros Evangelakakis, chairman at the Kuchin Association. We discuss the role of this association, which is very active in defining processes and practices when it comes to moving temperature-controlled goods from one place to another. In a similar vein, I highly advise our listeners to tune into our previous episode with B Medical Systems, where we extensively talk about the importance of the cool chain logistics in the context of COVID-19 vaccines. But on this occasion, Stavros walks me through the complexity underpinning the transportation of perishable goods, such as fruits and pharmaceutical products, which are the two key areas of focus for his association. It's an eye-opening discussion if, like myself, you don't understand the whole plumbing behind this ecosystem, which allows all of us to show beautifully looking fruits and veg that come from further afield. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Stavros Evangelakakis, chairman at the Courtian Association. Stavros, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on this uh, special series dedicated to logistics. So uh, before we kick this off, we have a very uh, established tradition here on this uh, podcast. So before we actually dive into the core of the topics, could you please uh, let our audience know who you are? Uh, my name is Stavros Evangelakakis. Uh, from the name, as you can hear, I am Greek. And I'm working since 1989 for Cargolax Airlines. And before I was in the hotel business, uh, you may ask yourself, how do you make the link between hotel business and, uh, and logistics or Cargolax? Well, I, I, thought my, I thought to myself when I got the chance to work for an airline, which was actually a big dream of mine, I thought myself, okay, if you're capable of talking to people and checking them in in the hotel, yeah, should be actually no problem to do the same with boxes. And since then, uh, it was uh, it was a love relationship. You started in in hospitality, but uh, of course, you you spent more than three decades now at Cargolux, which is a, which is a respectable amount of time. Uh, very few people nowadays tend to stay more than uh, well for that amount of time in in the same company. So um, from a from a personal perspective or from a personal experience perspective what drew you to Cargolux in the first place that's the one thing and then two having spent so much time there in a nutshell what have you learned from all this experience at this company personally I was always interested to work for an aviation that was I think the key I, I loved aviation I, I loved the smell of the fuel and um, when I got the chance yeah I just I just uh, grabbed it what is what is so special about Cargolux and, and the industry is that no day is the same. Every day you have another challenge. It's not just moving a box, you know, but what comes with it, you know, the preparation, the ensuring that the, that the goods will be transported as they're booked. And, um, and it was, it, it still is a, a, a very fun company to work for. So I think it's, it all fitted together for me. I don't know how other people are. And I know, I think nowadays, uh, loyalty uh, is, is, is maybe a word which is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> fading out, I can say. But, you know, the young generation, they have different ways of, of doing things. But uh, 
for us and for me it was like yeah starting in this airline with three aircraft and now uh, having so so much money then i think um, it's it was challenging and it was nice and it was fun and still is if i had a vision well i don't think i had a vision at the time and i didn't you know none of us realized eventually that we will be so long in this company and we will see this company going uh, from three aircraft to, to so many as we have right now. So I think um, I think it, it developed really, really well. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I was, uh, I decided to stay for so many decades in this company and to see this journey together where it started and where we are right now. I think it brings a, a big smile in me that uh, I, I, I was part of it since the beginning. And I think it's 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 nice to see back how it was and uh, where we are today. Now, moving on to uh, something which you, you also uh, were at the genesis of. So um, you were one of the founding members of, of the Cool Chain Association, of which you've now well you are now the chairman. So um, so this is this is also uh, something which is a, a very big well, a very important uh, component of uh, of the logistics. Um, uh, industry because looking more at the recent past you know with with all the things that happened with uh, covid and so forth you might you might actually draw your attention to that but before we get to this point stavros first of all i mean i'm very interested in understanding you know what what is this cool chain association about that is a very good question and um, what is the cool chain association uh, it started back in 2002 uh, as we speak by the way uh, you know cca celebrating 20 year anniversary and um, uh, there was a I think it was a pretty good conference uh, in Bilbao where we were invited as Cargolux to, to speak. I, I personally had to speak about our processes when it comes to perishables. And uh, when this conference finished, um, <laughs> our, at the time, uh, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Mr. Arendal, and uh, at that time, uh, the uh, gentleman Ram Menem uh, from Emirates Sky Cargo they uh, decided that it's time to have an association representing the air freight when it comes to perishables or when it comes to temperature control cargo. So in a nutshell, the association was created back in 2002 with a very simple idea to uh, create minimum standards when transporting temperature control cargo. It was much more driven at the time for perishables and over the time it came also uh, and over the time we of course started also pharmaceuticals because in the beginning you know we wanted uh, or the association wanted to cover all wanted to cover sea freight wanted to cover the trucking wanted to cover, you know to, to cover all elements of the transportation and of course <clears throat> i would say 10 years later or 12 years later uh, we decided as an association and its members uh, we cannot really go everywhere so we need to to pick up two subjects or two commodities, which we said, okay, this, this is really interesting. So one of it was perishable and the other one was uh, uh, pharmaceutical. But overall, I think the, the industry is moving so fast that uh, I think it is important to, to have uh, standards, minimum standards, how to, uh, to transport uh, temperature controlled goods. So let's say if you have strawberries, if you have blueberries, uh, these need to be uh, transported from harvest to destination uh, needs to be transported in a, in, in, a, in a proper manner that when you as a consumer 
uh, eat a strawberry and or the blueberry that you say okay you know that's a good quality i think that's i think that is uh, that's what we were after but of course it's easy with an idea and it's easy with uh, with a dream to start and then you find yourself sometimes uh, as a member that uh, yeah different people different companies different uh, stakeholders have also different idea ideas and to bring all these different people together pulling on one on on one direction i think that's the that's the challenging part in our in our industry you were just saying so the you know there's a variety of members with different expectations different problems to to solve essentially so my understanding is that the the coaching association is is sort of here to to find this this overall set of standards to apply and and achieve your mission from a to a to b by shipping uh, temperature controlled goods in, in that sense so do you have any examples or any particular a list of examples that uh, that highlights actually the complexity of what the coaching association is trying to solve oh interesting question very interesting um well we 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 can try together to close our eyes and 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 start a journey of a strawberry let's say from the moment it's been harvested let's say it could be in this case uh, spain and has to move as an example now to um, to to asia Right. Um, as an example only, imagine now this 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 uh, strawberry which been harvested has been put into a certain package. From the grower, this um, this commodity has to be transported to a big warehouse. It could be the forwarder's warehouse. It could be somebody else's warehouse. From there, again, this commodity will be picked up to be brought to another warehouse. In this case, would be. A, an airport uh, and of course in order to get to the airport you need the trucking and when it comes to the airport it needs to be stored at at, at the temp and at the temperature control facilities in this case i would say between two and eight uh, centigrade um, it has then to be built uh, on, a, on, a, on a pallet it has to be flown uh, and when it comes to destination you can almost say that uh, you repeat the, the the methodology here. The only thing is that you don't put it back to a farmer, but you bring it uh, to a to a to a warehouse where then from this warehouse it be then I guess distributed to, to the to the various uh, to the various supermarkets. So imagine now this complexity of this few steps I have told you that all stakeholders, be it the forwarder, be it the trucking company be it the airline, being the ground handling agent, we all need to be aligned. We all need to speak one language, which is already already difficult, right? <laughs> if the goods are coming from Spain, maybe your Spanish is not so good if you, you know, and if it's go to Asia, then you, you then you meet other, other, other communities and other cultures. So I think it is rather complex. Uh, if we think it's so easy, when we, you and I, we go to the supermarket and, and pick up the strawberries and say, oh, wow, great super, great strawberries, great quality. I wonder if sometimes any of us is asking, how did it actually get here? Maybe now more than before, but it uh, wasn't like this before, right? You know, we go in the supermarket and buy it. So what I meant is if I, if you take this, if you are, open your eyes and you see now the strawberry in front of you, ask yourself how it got there and how complex it was, or it still sometimes is, to to ensure that what you wanted as a farmer or as a buyer to be delivered a destination to have one quality how complex it can be that all of the stakeholders in between speak one language and understand okay when i receive these goods 
this is what I need to do. And I think in order to do that, you need standards and you need processes. And that's where we are coming in. We would like, we are, I mean, of course, we, if you talk, if you see IATA, they have the same, right? They, they do the same, only IATA is big. We are a small association and being small, I think it's eventually easier to, to have ideas, to work them out, and then support other associations like IATA, as we do. We have signed also a memorandum of understanding with IATA to, to support each other. I think IATA is representing the airline industry, it stands for International Air Transport Association. So they have, of course, various uh, representations within, within the association. And um, they also have a temperature control task force also related for temperature control cargo. In this case, it's more pharm pharmaceuticals. So we then IATA has seen what we uh, tried to achieve and we were achieving uh, with our uh, association. And uh, we came together to work and to make our input, what they already have, but maybe into more detailed uh, in the in the process and, and and to work together. So I think um, that was a big uh, success for association because again, if 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 you see count our members, I don't think we are more than fifty, and uh, and we, as I said, we we small we small, and I always say being sometimes small is uh, quite powerful because again, you have ideas, we, you have more time to talk, and uh, it's easier eventually to to come to, to a conclusion. So in general, you mainly talked about perishable products, the so strawberries, is a, yeah, it's, it's something that a lot of people can relate to because you go, everyone goes to the supermarket and uh, you feel like having, uh, having some fruits. And, and like you said, they, we do know, we often know where they're from because it's, it's, uh, it's indicated on the label, but you have no idea about, like we were saying earlier, the, the, the complexity that, it, that, it, that was involved to ship that product. In, in its state, so you know, still looking good and, and not um, not diminished, so to speak. You, you need a, a well timed and well oiled um, supply chain system to uh, to achieve that. But also, just for my uh, for my own education, um, that was per perishable products. But how does that differ when you talk about pharmaceutical products? Um, of course, the pharmaceutical industry is a much more controlled industry. You know, before you and I, we get a tablet into our body. It has to go through a very strange uh, requirements. The the industry itself has its own requirements, which is then translated to you. If you need to transport one of their goods, you need to follow certain requirements before you can actually transport them. So they will come and check on your process. They will audit you. They will find out if you have training. They will find if you understand what the, the requirements of such a commodity. So it's a much more stricter and I'm not saying perishables is not strict, but it's a different. And if also if you talk about values, right? Value about perishables and value about pharma is 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 is, is quite different. And um, so, and on top of it, I think when you are in a farm industry a, and you are a manufacturer, you are responsible for your products uh, all the way to the end. So if something goes wrong, and God forbid, and something goes wrong, and something happened, the manufacturer is responsible for that commodity and not what has happened in between. So that's why they are very strict in choosing their suppliers and they're very strict how they want you to transport their goods. 
and it's not only they're strict, they also control you. So you cannot say, oh yeah, I can do it, you know, I'm capable, oh yeah, sure, two to eight. They, they have their own recording devices, let's put it that way, their own processes to identify if before they release a, a pharmaceutical product into an imported destination, there has to go be a quality check before that this commodity has been really transported within requested temperature temperature requirement before it's been released and been given then to the country before it's been distributed at the end to a patient because ultimately that's what it's all about the majority of the pharmaceutical goods of course yes you have syringes yes you have hospital equipment you have but you have also you know you have blood serums you have uh, insulins you have vaccines all this at the end will be uh, you know will be in injected into somebody's body so i think it is very strict that we follow a, a pretty tight protocol how to do that now putting things into practice so um, the uh, culture and association as you just mentioned put, puts in place of the the practice through which you know you, you ensure that compliance is uh what well, is met uh, to to transport goods from one one place to another while whilst ensuring uh temperature control uh compliance for the audience Broadly speaking, uh, I certainly understand the, the challenges and what we're trying to achieve. But given that you you have corporate members in in this association, including Calglux, the place where you've been, you've spent a, a big chunk of your career. Do you have any uh, ex- example to walk us through about the fruits of the collaboration between the association and uh, a company? Well, within the association, we de- we decided to um, during COVID. <laughs> where we were not able to travel, none of us were, we were at home. Some people working on the garden, some people work in the house. And we as board members of the coaching associations, we, I think, decided to revamp and to reshape our, our, our association. So I think we, we, we decided to pick up three pillars. One was risk management. Uh, one was the uh, industry relationship. And um, in these two pillars to start to, to, to start with the risk management, for example, we decided that we would like to have a follow-up. In this case, let's say blueberries coming out of uh, South America and, and, and coming into Middle East and into and to, and in the Netherlands, where we had members within our association collaborating with us. In this case, it was either us flying the goods from South America into Europe. It was another airline flying from South America into the Middle East. You had a, 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 a forwarder which is based in Los Angeles and has been part of this, uh, of this uh, collaboration. Well, I would not say collaboration. Eventually, I would say a project. Uh, and um, what we have done, we have been following actually the steps. We were following practically the steps with our own recording devices, following the steps, you know, as soon as the goods arrived at the airport, how long it took uh, the goods to be put on an aircraft pallet, what happened after, how long it was again stored in temperature control, uh, how was the temperature during flight, how was the temperature on the ground, how was the temperature in tracking, how long it took. So I think we put uh, uh, some milestones and uh, it was not long this project we have done eventually we had, there were i think three or four trials but it was quite interesting what we were getting out of it right sometimes we would think okay it takes only 
it, it, we would say, ah, it takes only one hour to offload uh, the goods from a truck before it goes to the warehouse in an airport. But then we found quite often we found out it's much much shorter than much shorter than that. Then you had airports where you'd say, okay, they have super facilities, but you could find out that the process was not uh, working fine. So eventually, uh, you know, the goods were too long uh, on on the tarmac, right? As it should be. So all this, uh, all these points and 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 findings, we would like in the near future to be able to to go, for example, to Ayat and say, okay, this is a bit the reality. This is how you know how it takes, and it's not enough only to have a small warehouse uh, where you can where you can store temperature control goods. Maybe it needs to be separated. It needs to be separated for perishables and it needs to be separated for pharmaceuticals. I think that was the, the, the key outcome when, when we have done this project, where we put theory into praxis. And that was, I think, the good thing to find the gap, to make our input and convince the stakeholders uh, to move forward. And I think that's going to be one of the, of, of the interesting projects moving forward to bring uh, a, 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 yeah, a better standard um when it comes to uh, perishable transportation um the other thing we would like to uh, to do is this uh, industrial relationship meaning that we would like to be able to work uh and um and with regulators um like um, the um, like the IATA, right or the cargo iq and cargo iq is another association uh, and i'm sure not many people can uh, can put a meaning to this cargo IQ, but cargo IQ used to be within IATA, and now it's in, an independent union, and they, uh, they, did, they, you know, many, I think, I think it must be now two decades ago that they, uh, um, that they put, they put a master operating plan for the effort industry, how the processes of a particular shipment from A to Z. And within this master operating plate, they put key performance indicators and they follow it up. And um, I think this is great if we can work with these associations together. And um, I think that's, that's, that's our aim. And within our association, to give you also eventually also some examples, you see, we, we come up with an idea, but I think, again, if an association is small, take example, uh, I would say 15 years ago, a Dutch company was in our association. At the time, the name was Antares. They produced a recording device that they say, okay, I'm able with this device to, uh, to record uh, your temperature and to record your time from A to Z. And then there was a big multinational forward at the time who was also a member from our association. Uh, picked up this idea and they put it in their processes and uh, it became a, a big success. Or uh, another good example, if I may say, is that uh, within our association, um, Cargolux and Dupont have worked uh, uh, also uh, more than a decade ago about the idea to produce an air cargo thermal cover, which you can actually put over a pallet and maintain a temperature within this uh, within the pallet. And um, I asked them, why don't you come and present your goods in our association? And that's what they did. They came and they presented and 
through this association, there was a, an excellent relationship with another company. So I think this is where the association up to. These are the, 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 the little uh, successes we have, and we would like now uh, to, to really ramp it up uh, in a more professional manner. So to conclude this, uh, this fascinating conversation of ours, if anyone listening to this podcast having an interest in getting more insights into what you do and potentially becoming a member of the Cold Chain Association. So what, what do you need to do? What's the process? The process is that uh, either he contacts uh, me or through our uh, webpage, which we have, www.coolchain.org, you will find out how to become a member and then you fill out your, your application and uh, it's uh, fairly quick. You, you send it out uh, once you submitted your application. It comes on us, on the board members, and then we check who the who the who the company is, and uh, you know, can they can they have an input, an impact for our association? And then we say we you know we give a green light, and and, and you becoming a member by paying 1,500 euros uh, as a member. And by the way, we are a non-profit organization, so and we are based here in Luxembourg. Uh, uh, since at the time it started here. So that's, I think, the, the process very, very simple. Go through a web page, uh, type coaching association, type becoming a member, submit, and then uh, we will be happy to have you on board. As you, you are based in Luxembourg, if you, if you allow me, if I can ask, um, if you could change anything in Luxembourg, what would you change? <laughs> the weather? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I think I think I think working in Luxembourg is great. Maybe maybe due to its size, but I think things are so often much easier uh, to do. Um, and um, I'm not quite sure I, I would change anything because I'm always surprised. There's always new things happening in Luxembourg. Stavros, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It was a very pleasant conversation and good to understand a bit more what Coaching Association has been doing. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, uh, to having you back on the show uh, in the near future. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm-hmm.